This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. everybody. Thanks for listening in today on Green Living Ideas Green Talk Radio. This is Sean Daly, Editor-in-Chief of GreenLivingIdeas.com, and today I'm happy to have as my guest on the program Jerry Mix, who is the president of Wattstopper. Jerry, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So tell us what Wattstopper is. Well, Wattstopper is a, is a company or a business that is in the, uh, let's say, green lighting control business. So we're, what we're all about is energy savings for lighting. Okay, and, and this is an interesting area. I think this is something that we, I'm actually really glad to have you on the program today because this is an area that I think dovetails really well with what our audience is trying to do, which is, you know, conserve energy and obviously be greener. Uh, and this is an area of major importance because uh, my understanding is that a quarter of all uh, energy in homes, by most estimates, is used for lighting. Um, that, uh, that is true. In, in homes, it's about a quarter of the uh, power, and actually in commercial buildings, it's more. It could be 30 to 40 percent. Right, and so sort of traditional, it seems like traditional light management, as it were, is, uh, oh, gee, did I remember to flick that switch off or not? That's right. You know, and I I I do that. I go through my own home, and I'm I'm like like the the switch Nazi. I can like turn all the, hit all the switches, like, oh, no, they left them on again. And that's not really the most efficient thing and certainly prone to error and emissions. Um, so, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, how Wattstopper, well, this space in general, what are the products and technologies available to help consumers uh, conserve energy and with regards to lighting and, and other things? So, um, so what I would uh, tell you is um, we've been actually doing this for a long time. I mean, for 23 years we've been in the um, energy controls business. So I, I like to tell people we were green before it was popular to be green. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the basic premise, the first products that we came out with were um, basically motion sensors that turn lights on and off in commercial buildings. Uh, so what that meant is when a person would walk in, lights would go on, and when they left, the lights would go off. Um, we've expanded that to retail, um, to hospitality, and now homes. We also make uh, time-based centralized systems where we control things like stadiums and airports. Mm-hmm. Um, another big opportunity or products that we make are what we call daylighting controls. And those are used in any area that has um, sunlight. And sunlight is, is basically all the perimeters of buildings and homes and uh, areas where you have skylights. So this is technology that's been in use in commercial applications for a while because that's businesses right. want to save money and are perhaps a little bit more aggressive about it than your average consumer, but right. is now sort of you know trickling down and becoming more mainstream with homeowners. Correct. Yeah, and I guess that goes back to you also you said that the commercial, the, the energy use is just even higher than 25%, so puts even more onus on, on doing I mean, the, the, I would tell you that the advantage, why commercial was first is because in big operations, the energy bill is so significant 
that uh, you know they'll they'll crack down and figure out what they can do to to reduce it. Um, and so the products that we offered there's a there is a payback. It's all about getting somebody to commit to that payback and putting them in. Yeah. Um, for homes, it's been I would think that I think the green the green trend is really where we're starting to strike it with homes. I mean, we today because we've been doing it for so long, we make a product and we actually call it a vacancy sensor. And what it does is it turns lights off in vacant spaces in homes. Um, what that means is when you walk in a room, you still have to hit the light switch to turn it on. Mm-hmm. But when you leave, if you don't turn it off, it turns off automatically. Okay. So it's, it's what I would call the lazy, you know, environmentalist type of a product. Okay, which is actually, there's a book uh, by that name. Is That's that right. right. <laughs> uh, well, I guess what's most surprising to me is that the availability of these technologies, you know, having been around for so long, and you mentioned having been in business for 23 years, it's kind of shocking that this isn't more mainstream already. What, what's been holding this back from being mainstream? Is it price? Um, I don't think so. There's a, there's a couple of things. Is that like I said, it, it, on the commercial side, it's easier to get to the people that want to make the decisions to save power. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the home side, the average homeowner's electrical bill isn't so big that they're they they thinking about it and they're doing the things that you talked about. They're going around, they'll turn the lights off, right? Mm-hmm. So now we're making a product that just makes it easier for them to do it, more convenient. It's it's basically saving them power without them having to think about it. And I, and I think that the market's going to grow uh, significantly in the future. Um, we, we keep adding things to the product lines, like, you know, basically these devices that we're making now, they have night lights in them um, and, and backlit switches so people can see them. Um, they're very low profile. They're very nice looking. Uh, and those are some things that I would tell you were important for the homeowner. In the commercial side, it wasn't just critical. Mm-hmm. But when we put something in a person's home, it's got to look nice. Right. And I think we're doing that today. So I think that it's one of those perceptions that you've got to have stuff that works really, really well, and it looks good, and, uh, and it's reliable. Yeah. Well, certainly there's a different set of criteria on the uh, residential right. side versus the commercial side for, for implementation. But, you know, it's, I, again, I'm, I'm very personally very excited about these types of technologies. It's been kind of a theme on this program. I've had a number of guests we're talking about things like intelligent control technologies for things like thermostats sure. and the same sort of thing, you know, akin where you've got automatic sensing of where the occupants are in the home yep. and allocating to those areas because you think about, you know, even a normal like a heating system in a home or air conditioning, it's just blasting everywhere indiscriminately. Right. And with lighting, it's very similar where, you know, all the lights go on and, you know, they go off if somebody remembers to yeah. turn them off. What I, what I would say is that the, um, the products that we make are easy for people to put in their existing home without changing their home. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's, I think, a key ingredient. I mean, to do a, a control system usually means quite a bit of work. But this basically is a device that just re- the most common device replaces a light switch. So you just basically un- undo the wires, put in the new switch, and you're good to go? That's right. I mean, we would tell, we would tell a homeowner, you know, go to the, find the circuit breaker, right? Do it in the daytime, turn the power off, and you can do that. Right. You know, a person, a person can put it in if they want. They can get an electrician. But there's a lot of um, do-it-yourselfers that are putting these things in on their own. Yep. Yeah, well, that certainly lowers the bar. Uh, to accessibility for people, right. if you if you can you know implement these. I mean, it's not not rewiring your house. It's literally taking a light switch out and putting in basically an intelligent electronic device that saves them money. Yep. 
people still get a little nervous around the the whole electrical issue. It's like I know. You know. I, 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 I realize that. That's why I said. Make sure the power's off. And that circuit breaker is important. And make sure you hit the right one if you got more than one, too. It's yeah, but you can tell if it's off. by You go back in the light switch. If you turn it on true and enough. the lights are off, you know it's off. True enough, true enough. It's never fun to find out the hard way, though, that you still no. have you know current going. No. But, no, you're absolutely right, though. It is completely DIY-able, if that's, that's a word. That's right. Uh, yeah, so no, good. Um, so, you know, moving aside from those technologies, I know you have a number of different products. You've got the occupancy sensors. I'm curious about, you mentioned daylighting controls. Now, is that about creating shade and allowing daylight in, or are those third-party controls to control other manufacturers' daylighting products like, for example, skylights and things like that? Okay, so um, what we really do is I would tell you that um, daylight is free lighting for a home, all right, or a, a commercial building. So our product, what it does the products that we make, what they do is they make a decision that there's enough daylight that the lights don't need to be on or that the lights could be dimmed so you don't need to have them on at full power. Mm -hmm. So for the most part, what they're doing is it's actually, you know, how the daylight gets into the, the space is determined by the space itself. I mean, the shading, all those things, and we don't really get into that. What we do is we make, we make the controls that say, you know, there's enough light in this room, you don't need to have the lights on. Mm-hmm. And so that makes sure that they're off. You know, and one of the products we make works with uh, fluorescent dimming systems. And it says, you know, okay, you don't need to have the, the lights on at full. You can have them on at 30%, 40%, because you've got all this daylight contribution to the space. And that's really the way daylighting works. Okay. So how much, I'm just curious about how much energy with an installation, a typical installation, let's just talk about the, the, maybe the, the majority of the products that you sell, which I assume would probably be the lighting controls. Yes. Okay. What would an average consumer be saving in those situations? Okay. Um, here's how it works. It's a little bit tricky. There's no exact average, all right? And because if, if you have somebody who's religious about turning lights off when they leave a room, mm-hmm. We're not going to save them a lot of money. Because they're already sort of doing it. It's just they're convenient. doing it. That's exactly right. Yeah. But if you've got somebody like a lot of my friends where they've got kids, okay, <laughs> who go around and they turn a light on and yeah. then they leave the room. <laughs> I have two kids like that. Okay. We can actually save a lot of money. Yeah. Um, well, so it, it depends. I mean, I would tell you we've done studies where we've saved as low as 10%, which is not a lot. And then we've saved as much as 80%. Sure, you can see that the range is dramatic. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's all about behavior. I think people probably realize, too, just based on that description that you gave, which is a good one, uh, where you fit in. <laughs> like, how often, like me, are you running around the house turning switches off, and I'm doing it all the time? And that's, quite frankly, a pain. I would love to have and be implementing some automated technology to, right. to help me with that. Yeah. Well, that's um, th- that's very interesting. So, you know, I think one of the things that comes down for a lot of people is, you know, this really leads to a conversation about ROI. Right. And so, and again, I'm not trying to pin you down to anything. I'm just kind of curious about, you know, uh, what, what is the usual, what is the range of uh, the ROI window for most people in installing uh, something like a system okay. like this? this? Again, I'm going to give you a, a tough answer, but um, there's a return and it depends on the load that you're controlling. Uh-huh. For example, in, in, the, in the state of California, there's a big push to have people put in compact fluorescent lighting. Right. Because we know that it's very, very energy efficient. However, 
on the builder side, there, there's a built-in bias by builders and people for some types of incandescent lighting. All right? Yeah. And I would tell you that there's certain types of incandescent lighting, all right, like let's say the MR16s and the halogens, which you can't get that kind of lighting out of fluor- fluorescent. That's right. It is not achievable. That's right. All right? Now, in the state of California, if you put in a vacancy sensor in that room, they will allow you to use that other light source versus a compact fluorescent. And the reason why is because if you use a vacancy sensor, they know that the hours of operation are limited to the time when there's a person in the space. Yeah, so you're mitigating the issue with regards to a normal light rather than just saying CFL everywhere. It's That's like, right. Yeah. That's right. But we, what I would tell you is that CFLs which should be used in areas where the lights are going to be on a lot of hours, all right? Right. If you have an area that the lights are on not a lot of hours, okay, then that's when you, can, you should put in a, a vacancy sensor and you can use other types of lighting loads. Yeah, that uh, uh, meets with some of the statistics that I've heard about CFLs where it's like if you're going to turn the light on and off continuously, unless you're going to leave it on, I mean, I've heard statistics like a half an hour, it's like you can't be turning it on and off because of the, the, the initial energy surge. To... No, actually, all right, so that, that, is a, that is not true. That's a myth. Dispel it for us. <laughs> okay. There's, there's no... I could be making this up completely. There, there, I know. It's a myth, and it's been per- perpetrated for a long, long time, and there are stuff on the web about this. Yeah. But the fact is, is that it's always, it always pays to turn a light off. Okay? Okay. There's no real increase in power by turning it on. Interesting. All right? That, oh, that, that is... I hate to, I hate to uh, continue or per- perpetuate any kind no. of uh, myths or legends, though. So. No, no. But the, the key is, is it is always more effective to turn off a light when you don't need it. All right? Gee, and I thought if it was on the web, it was always true. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. No. Well, that's good. That's good. No, no. I, I mean, there's absolutely, it pays to turn lights off. Yeah. Okay, well, good, well okay. Good, good information. And so how are you guys distributing these products? Are you selling them through stores? Are you selling them directly? So, How do so people... our products are sold today through over 3,000 electrical distributors throughout the United States and Canada. And also, um, on the retail side, we're in Ace Hardware. Uh-huh. Um, and we are in Home Depot in the state of California. Great. And we're hoping to expand that retail the retail uh, partners as we grow. Okay. Are there any other product lines that you have coming up in the future or technologies that will further help with energy efficiency? Well, I mean, I would tell you, so one of the, the big applications for homes is where you have um, we call three-way lighting. Mm-hmm. So you have a, you know, two light switches in a space, and we make uh, vacancy sensors that work with a three-way application. We will be introducing the exact same product with integrated dimming. So what that means is that you, you can actually dim the loads, which also saves on energy. Okay. That's the big one on the, on the home front. I imagine that this is important for anybody, whether it's a, you know, you're talking about a builder or uh, a designer or an architect or, or even just a homeowner who's going for LEED certification. Uh, are, these, are these things very helpful towards that? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a big part of our business is, um, is the education program. I mean, Wattstopper as a business we are out trying to educate people about sustainable building initiatives, about building codes, um, 
because that's really a big part of the business is about these are the things that we should be doing up front. Mm-hmm. And do you have any uh, educational resources that you'd like to point out to our listeners? Well, um, they could go uh, on our website, which is um, www.watstopper.com. There's a number of um, spots on it where you can kind of download information regarding the codes, sustainable building practices, things like that. Cool. Well, great. My guest today on the program has been Jerry Mix, who is the president of Wattstopper. Jerry, appreciate you being on the program with us and sharing your information. Thank you very much. Our pleasure. pleasure. Thanks, as always, to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.